Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Christian Weekly. I am Patrick Dorrance, your host. And I am excited for this episode tonight because we have finally gotten to the start of denominations. So, if you don't know what the dom- Eh, I cannot talk. I already butchered that. Sorry. <laughs> but if you don't know what a denomination is, it's essentially a different branch of Christianity. So you have so many, so many denominations of Christianity. Uh, Lutheranism, Catholicism, uh, Baptists, Methodists. Just some examples. Um, but tonight I'm going to be talking about specifically Catholic Church and the Lutheran Church because they are so close together and the Lutheran Church was a direct branch off of the Catholic Church. Um, so yeah, before we start with that, I hope you're all having a great night. Hope God has blessed you all this week in some way, shape, or form. Um, to my friends out there in America with me, um, I know this election thing has been crazy. Um, and you know what? No, just give it up to God. If it's stressing you out, give that up to him. He'll take it off your shoulder. And hopefully all this will be over with soon and we can just get back on with everything. And if something happens and there's more rioting, because we all know that's been an issue, you know, just give it up to God. Pray that you'll put a loving hand over us and stop all that violence because it's gotten... Since March, it's been bad, but, you know, God loves us. That's all that matters. So, I'm going to get down to it. So, we have Catholics and Lutherans. So, Catholics and Lutherans are, in some ways, very similar. Um, there's a saying that my mom uses that uh, Lutherans are one rosary, sh- rosary bead shy of being Catholic. You don't know what a rosary is. It's essentially something... Catholics use to pray the rosary. I'll get to that a little bit later on in the video, but anyway, um, I'll start off with the Catholic Church and just kind of what that is. Catholic Church is probably the earliest, actually, yeah, it is the first and earliest uh, organized Christian religion, well, Christian denomination, I should say, um, started about the time of the Apostles, after the Ascension, I'd say, around that time period, um, 33 AD, we'll say. Um, that's just kind of when it, early Christianity started, um, but I'll mark that as accurate, I guess. Um, Catholic Church has been around for centuries. Um, there are multiple different branches of the Catholic Church. Uh, they're called rites. And I don't know every single one of the Catholic Church, but the one I'm going to be talking about mostly is the Roman or Latin rite, the Roman Catholic Church. There's, you know, Byzantine Catholic. Uh, there's the Armenian rite, which I think Byzantine falls into that. I don't know. But Roman Catholic is the most well-known. Um, essentially, the belief in the Catholic Church is that every deacon, priest, bishop, cardinal, and the pope are all direct descendants of the apostles. Uh, the pope actually being the direct successor of Peter in their belief, um, which is why they believe that they are allowed to forgive sins and do all this other stuff, because that power the Holy Spirit gave them and that Jesus gave them went down. That's called apostolic secession. Um, so, 
you know, a couple centuries later, um, I believe 1547, uh, Martin Luther, who is a friar, um, thought the Catholic Church was flawed in some aspects in different areas, and nailed 95 theses to a church door, and um, Pope Leo, Leo X, I do believe, um, excommunicated him and said, you're not Catholic anymore because you're a heretic. And so Martin Luther, who was also called the father of the Reformation, began essentially what is now the Lutheran Church. And like the Catholic Church, there are different forms of the Lutheran Church. There's Missouri Synod Lutheran, Wisconsin Synod Lutheran. There's Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. There's a lot of different branches of Lutheranism. Um, but essentially, Lutheran beliefs are essentially all the same. Um, and there was one Catholic one I forgot to mention. Uh, well, two. There's Evangelical Catholic Church, which I don't know a whole lot about that. Just found out about that today. And then there's the Independent Catholic Church, which does not consider itself part of the Roman Catholic Church. Sorry about the noise in the background. That's my dog making a mess. But uh, Independent Catholics tend to be more liberal, meaning that they allow gay marriage, they allow women to become priests, and this one I actually don't agree with. Priests can marry, which essentially I think if a pastor priest, what have you. You know, they're supposed to give marriage counseling. Uh, how are you supposed to give marriage counseling if you've never been married, you know? So, there's that. Um, like I said, evangelical Catholic, I don't know much about. Um, yeah, there are, like I said, there's multiple, both. Um, my hometown, it's just Roman Catholic. There's the cathedral. Um, but we also have three Lutheran churches. One is Missouri Synod. One, I do believe, is Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. It's more liberal. They have a female pastor. Um, and the other one I want to say is Wisconsin Synod. They don't, it doesn't say anywhere on their, like, their sign out front or anything saying what the church is. Um, the, one, the Missouri Synod one does directly say Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. Uh, Missouri Synod tends to be more conservative where I do believe the evangelical ones are a little more liberal-leaning. But that is not the case here. We're just going to talk about the differences. Similarities and differences, I should say. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, the first topic I want to talk about is baptism. And essentially, Catholics and Lutherans agree on this. They are in the same boat. It's by water, and infants and adults can be baptized. Um... Catholic Church, in that whole aspect, though, is slightly different. Not in its beliefs of baptism, but how it works out. Um, a lot of churches, once you're baptized, you just kind of become a member, I guess. Uh, Catholic Church, infants can be baptized, but, um, you know, they're baptized. And then until they're about second grade, and I'm only going this route because I used to go to a Catholic school when I was younger, and this seemed to happen to, like, all the second graders. That's when they went through the confirmation process and they became fully Catholic, fully member, full members of the Catholic Church. You know, once you're baptized, you're like a partial member. So you can't take communion or anything like that. Um, but once you become a full member, you can do that. Now, adults, like I was baptized, confirmed on the same night, Easter Vigil 2012. And uh, 
But I was like 10. Like I said, I was like 10. Um, so it's a little bit different depending on your age range. So, but uh, I don't know, really know how they do it in the Lutheran church. I think it's like once you're baptized, you're just a member. Um, some denominations of Christianity, like uh, specifically Anabaptists, believe that only adults should be baptized because they have an understanding of it. Now, me, I'm kind of torn between it. I tend to lean more towards adult baptism only, but I'm open to why it can be infant as well. So there's that. There's baptism. Uh, governance. Catholic Church is governed by the Pope and cardinals, but mostly the Pope, because they believe he is infallible in terms of Scripture, and he, they believe he is the direct descendant of Peter. So basically what the Pope says goes, which I know, you know, last week, we all know about the Pope, you know, endorsing civil unions for same-sex couples. Now, me being a Christian, I don't have an issue with homosexual people. I have friends who are homosexual. I have friends who are bisexual. I have friends who identify as pansexual. I don't really understand that all that because I believe, you know, homosexuality is wrong. That men and women were for created for each other. Um, with that being said, I don't believe in hating someone because of, you know, their sexuality. Like, yeah, I believe homosexual, well, being homosexual is wrong. I believe gay marriage is wrong, but I, as a Christian, love the person. You know, it's like I talked on Saturday about those different types of love. There you go. So I think that's a huge misconception when people are like, oh, you, you, don't, you don't hate anybody, but you don't like their lifestyle. Like, well, okay, look, I can dislike their lifestyle, but I'm not going to dislike them because of it. You know, there's a lot of misconception and I will probably cover homosexuality in a episode later on down the road. But anyway, um, back to governance. So there's the uh, Catholic Church. The Lutheran Church does it locally. So instead of having one guy at the top, your church is basically, and I know there's one church here in town that goes that does this. They have their pastor and then they have a board of elders. Usually the pastor is on that board. Um, and they kind of govern it. Um, so if something's going on, like you need to do some fundraising, well then... Your Protestant church's board of elders. Let's take Lutheran church. The Lutheran church's board, or whatever their governing body is, will get together and be like, hey, we need to do some fundraising for such and such project. And that's what they do. Catholic church essentially does that on a smaller level. But when it comes to the overall Catholic church, when it comes to like doctrine stuff, then the Pope will get involved and be like, hey, we're doing this. So... There is that. And then it also kind of falls into what happens if you become excommunicated. Because, you know, it's on, if most Protestant churches, like I said, are local level. So say I do something and I get excommunicated from Lutheran Church A. Well, I'm excommunicated from that congregation. I can go and join Lutheran Church B just down the road and I'd be fine. I could take part with their congregation. Now, Catholic Church, it's universal. So, me, being an American Catholic, even though I don't agree 100% with their doctrines and such, 
I could go from my from a Catholic church here in America, I could go to one in say Australia or Germany or any other foreign country. I wouldn't understand the language, but I would know exactly what's going on and in what order of the mass. And if you don't know what mass is, that is what Catholics call a call their church services. So there's that. Um, and so if I end up getting excommunicated from the Catholic Church, well, I can't participate over in my local church, but that also means I couldn't participate in a church in a foreign country. You know, I couldn't do anything. I mean, there's probably no way a priest over in, like, Germany would know that I was excommunicated, but, you know, it's more of a moral thing. I guess you could say, like, if you want to go in and lie about, like, you know, being excommunicated, like, oh, no, I wasn't excommunicated. Don't do that. That's wrong. Lying is bad. Don't do that. Okay. So anyway, we're done with governance. Heaven and hell. Again, like baptism, Catholics and Lutherans are on the same page, that they are both literal places. You know, you do something bad, you do bad in your whole life, you sin, you don't repent, you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. That's the the deal. Okay, now you repent, live a holy life, do what is right, accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. Okay, so it's either, you know, it's one way or the other. You know, stairway to heaven, highway to hell. And yes, I just made a classic rock reference. What's up? <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, they're on the same page there. Now, there is one difference when it comes to different dimensions and such. Purgatory. Now, if you don't know what purgatory is, purgatory in the Catholic belief, belief is a place of cleansing. So, you know, if you're going to hell, you're going to hell. That's just it. Now, in the Catholic Church, let's say, let's say hypothetically, the Catholic Church is correct and every other church on the face of the planet is wrong. Hypothetically, let's look at that for a sec. If the Catholic Church is correct, hypothetically, if I lived a completely devout life, did everything the Catholic Church told me, did everything good, then I'd be going to heaven. But before I go to heaven, I've got to go through purgatory, which is a place of cleansing. Basically, you're cleansed of your sins there. Then you go to heaven. Now, I'm calling purgatory as false. Like the Lutheran Church and basically every other Protestant church as far as I know, purgatory is not a thing. It is not true. In the Bible, it does say that you know, you'll be cleansed with fire somewhere in there. I don't remember where. It's in the New Testament, I'm like pretty sure. John the Baptist in Matthew, though, does say that he will baptize you, meaning Jesus. He will baptize you. Yeah, I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. He will baptize you with water and with fire. So I personally, this is my theory, fire is the Holy Spirit, because we all know how on Pentecost, and I actually just read chapter two of Acts of the Apostles today, so I just read that. Uh, the Holy Spirit went to the Twelve in the form of tongues of fire and gave them all these abilities. Speaking in tongues. Healing the sick. That's me personally, I think that uh, that cleansing of fire is the Holy Spirit. 
That is what I think it is. Um, purgatory is never mentioned as a place in the Bible. You know, it's 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 just not. And I take the Bible as my only as the only sole authority. Obviously, Jesus has authority over me. I believe in Jesus. It's my Lord and Savior. But the Bible, like I said, is basically an instruction manual. You know, it tells you, you know, this is what you got to do to get to heaven. Abide by those rules and you're set. And then we have the Lord's Supper or communion, Eucharist, sacrament, whatever your church you're part of. Um, That is, you know... You know, a lot of people, that is also what's called the Last Supper. By that, it was the last time Jesus ate with the 12 apostles before he was betrayed, put to death, um, where he took bread, broke it, gave it to the, the, the disciples, said, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in memory of me. That's where we get communion from. Uh, and the Catholic Church is believed that the communion wafer and the communion wine literally become the body and blood of Jesus Christ after the priest blesses it. I disagree on that. Um, I think it's purely symbolic. But I also believe that Christ is there with us. You know, he says, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there with them. So, at church, we're gathered in his name. He's with us. You know, me and some friends sit down to eat lunch and we start praying to Jesus in his name, he's there with us. My Bible study group that's that meets every week. We gather there in his name to study the Bible. He's there with us. So I, I believe that he is there, but not... I think it's purely symbolic communion. Communion is symbolic. I do not believe that it literally becomes a... But yeah... I am sorry, folks. I can I can't talk today for whatever reason. It's weird. I'm sorry about that. I don't believe the Catholic thought on this that it literally becomes body and blood. There have been instances of where a priest, you know, spills a little bit of the wine on one of the altar cloths, and it literally turned into a blood stain. Or priest held up a communion wafer, and it literally became flesh. Um. I've heard of those instances. I'm not sure how true it is. Um, and, you know, if you follow Catholicism and theology and everything, you know about how many saints there are and how many they were they have ordained as, or not ordained, um, what's the word? Canonized. How many people they have canonized as saints. And some bodies are claimed to be incorrupt. And in some churches, they will actually have these bodies or you know maybe they're in a their gravesite or whatever, they will literally have these quote these so said incorrupt bodies in like a ga- glass case or whatever, and you can like look at the body and it's like honestly kind of creepy. I don't really know how true that is to be totally honest with you. Like I said, I don't believe everything the Catholic Church says. I believe a, a couple things, but I personally do not consider myself Catholic anymore. Um, but anyway, that's. That's what's on the Lord's Supper. We went from communion to dead bodies in glass cases. That's I am sorry. That's just weird. So anyway, um, next on my list, salvation. So Catholic Church believes in faith and good works. You need both. 
Uh, whereas Lutheranism, you know, it's faith alone. Um, I, I side with the Catholic Church on this one because it does say in the New Testament, and I do believe this was in uh, one of Paul's letters, that uh, faith without good works is dead. Good works is faith in action. You know, we have faith, but now we got to put it to use. We got to go out to the world and do stuff. Like, uh, I take like this podcast that I do to talk to you guys about Christ and the Bible and everything like that. I, I take that as putting faith into action. Like, if I didn't have faith, I wouldn't be here right now, you know, three episodes in. You know, I have faith in Jesus Christ. That's why I'm, you know, sharing it all with you guys. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't go to Bible study and talk to Jesus with my brothers in Christ. If I didn't have faith, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. So I do agree with the Catholic church on this sense that faith and good works are both needed. Faith without good works is dead. So there is that. Um, then we have scripture. Um, the, uh, the Catholic church uses the Bible, but they also go off of things that the Pope currently and what other popes have said to be, you know, part of it. Um, and this is where I was talking about the rosary earlier. Like I said, the rosary is, well, two things. One, the rosary, you have, you can have a rosary. Now, a rosary is um, essentially beads and such put together. It's five decades of beads. So you have ten beads in sections of five. And then you have some other beads in between. Um, Essentially, it's like a prayer counter. Um, but the, what the rosary is, is really more of a thing for Mary. Um, if you don't know a whole lot about Catholicism, Mary is held to very high esteem. Like, obviously, in Christianity in general, we all hold Mary to a very high esteem because she was the mother of God. You know, God chose her to give birth to her, to his son. So, I have a lot of respect for Mary there. However, Worship and praise was meant for God, not Mary. And I know the Catholic Church will say, like, oh, uh, we only venerate Mary. We don't worship her. Veneration is essentially the same thing. So, sorry, Catholics, I got you on that one. But a rosary, like I said, is sections of beads. You use the count on them. You go through different mysteries, like the... Sorrowful mysteries, joyous mysteries, luminous mysteries. I don't remember all of them. I did. <laughs> wow, for me being a Catholic of 10 years, I do not know a whole lot about it. My, my fault, but is what it is, I suppose. Um, and the rosary itself is also, you know, prayers. You know, you pray a rosary, um, which is consisted of, you know, the Our Father, the Hail Mary prayer, the Glory Be. And a couple other things. But anyway, so the Lutheran Church on Scripture, they go by sola scriptura, which means Scripture alone, or solely Scripture. So, like me, you only believe the Bible. Bible only. Nothing else. Okay? Whether you be reading a New International and English Standard Version, King James, New King James, New American Bible, Scripture only. Okay? Scripture only. So, and then there, you know, there are a lot of other things as well. Um, 
That that was all I had written down. I'm trying to think because I got a couple more minutes. I'm trying to think of some other stuff that's different in sense. Okay, here's one. Confession. So in the Catholic Church, um, so say I went and like, okay, let's take some stuff I did today. I had some issues with cussing earlier today. Um, so say I was going to mass this weekend and I'm like, wait a minute, I sinned. I need to go to confession. So in the Catholic Church, you cannot take communion unless you have gone to a priest and asked him to forgive you your sins. Where in the Lutheran Church and most other Christian churches, you don't have to go to your clergy and ask him to forgive you your sins. You don't have to go up to, you know, Reverend Steve of your local Missouri Synod Lutheran Church or Reverend Tyler of your United Methodist Church or what have you. You don't need to go up to them and be like, hey, uh, you need to forgive me for my sins before I take communion because you can go to God for that one. Now, this is another thing I don't agree with the Catholic Church on is going to a priest to do that. Now, you can, if you're in a Protestant church, Protestant ministers are bound by an oath of office where you can go in and confess your sins to them. Um, they do not have the right to forgive sins because Jesus reserves that right. And you, know, you can still confess to them, but they are bound by that oath, so they do not talk to anybody else about it. And they have to forget about it. Catholics, the Catholic priests, I'm pretty sure are on that same page. Um, but in the Catholic Church, you know, you have to go to a priest and have your sins forgiven, or a bishop, or whatever, or any, basically anybody above a deacon. Essentially, um, because I don't, I don't agree with that. Because if Jesus, in my mind, if Jesus wanted people after the apostles to do that, he, I think he would have specifically said that. Whereas he didn't, he only gave it to the twelve. So there's that, you know, and the, you know, the Pope even said at the start of the COVID nineteen pandemic, if you can't get to a priest to confess your sins, confess directly to God. Well, that's what I've been doing for a long while now. You know, we already have a meteor, or not a meteor. Uh, we already have a mediator. His name is Jesus Christ. You know, why do I need to confess my sins? to a guy in cloth when I can talk directly to God. God knows my heart, but I still got to go to him and ask him, Lord, please forgive me my sins. And he'll do that. You know, he'll do that time after time after time. You know, his love never fails. So that is all I have for tonight. Um, real quick, um, Next week, I'm going to be going over a couple different Protestant denominations. I'm not going to go over every single one because there's just so many. I'm just going to go over like the mainstream ones. Um, so, you know, Methodist, Baptist, Anabaptists, Presbyterians, um, Seventh-day Adventist. There's going to be a good couple in there. Um, after that, I'm going to be talking about Jehovah's Witness and give a little bit of an introduction to Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or if you know better by this name, the Mormon Church, which that's not technically correct, but I'll get to that later. And then the episode after that will be solely on the LDS movement, Latter-day Saint movement. So those are going to be the episodes in the next two next weeks. Next two weeks, um, I'll have links and everything 
to like Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, which we are now on. I think I mentioned that Saturday, but I'll mention again. We are on Apple Podcasts now. So if you have Apple Podcasts and you have an iPhone, do it. Um, I've already got... I don't know what else I'm going to be doing after the denomination series is done. Um, I'm thinking about going into like a Christian beliefs, like basic Christian beliefs, like um, like scripture, Jesus Christ, the Trinity, uh, pro- uh, probably some more divisive topics like homosexuality and abortion. Um, yeah, that's all I got for tonight. Um, hope you guys have a great week. You know, pray continuously, do what's right, keep on reading your Bible. Um, and again, to all my friends in America with me, we're going through a rough time right now with the election and everything. Just if you're stressing out about it for the next four years, don't stress. God's got this. Pray. Give it up to him. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next week. Have a great night and God bless.